Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. WrestleMania Night 2, this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined, joined by Matt Morgan. And uh, Matt, look who bothered to join us tonight. It's Raj Giri, making his triumphant return. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. We're, we're living in a fiend's uh, dream house still right now. Yeah. Right back gave me the start night off. Stu- I, I'm going to have a flashback to my stuttering character. Glenn, you're going to be playing in your band. Yeah. Raj... I, I got nothing I'll, for you. I don't I'll know have what you that, used to do before this. <laughs> have that clean shaven look, I guess. <laughs> oh, so Matt, I got your text. I was not even tempted to look at my phone during the Firefly Funhouse match. That's how good it was. On freaking real. It's wow. like unreal. I, I'm getting 50% heat on Twitter for saying it was good by the way it is literally 50 50 people are out of their minds for complaining about that we give them shit all the time for not being creative not thinking outside the box guess what folks that's outside the box all right i don't want to see john cena wrestle the fiend in a match with no fans there and just be another boring repetitive match well i wanted to see in a house of horrors match we saw that versus orton and you all shit on it you don't get to want to see that back again. <laughs> uh, yeah, this definitely didn't have the uh, the universal acclaim that the uh, Boneyard match had last night. I don't. I could not decide what I what I thought of that match. At parts, I was that's like, "Oh my amazing. god, this is so bad!" And then other points, I was like, "That's awesome!" Like, I love the Saturday night's main event. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to cut you off. But let me ask you guys a real a quick. I know Glenn what Glenn thinks of it. Let me ask you real quick, Raj. Do you think the Fiend? How did he come out of this tonight? I definitely think it helped him out. He embarrassed John Cena on multiple occasions. He clowned him. He made him sound like a bully. Um, and he big-dogged him the entire segment. So he bitch-slapped John Cena, essentially, which nobody gets to do. And he beat him on top of it. So if you want to look at semantics, at the end of the day, did Bray Wyatt get more over? Yes, he did. Job accomplished. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was one of those where it's not really a match, right? It's a, a skit. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't right. have to be. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's not like he got a big win. It, it was... I, 
you know I what I mean. I never have even fathomed what we just saw yeah. tonight. I, not in a thousand years. For a million dollars, you say, Matt, could you top that? With No. Hell no, I couldn't. Not even mm-hmm. in my imagination could I. Yeah. It was definitely creative. And, and, and I mentioned on Twitter, this is going to be the only thing the whole night that I'm going to watch again, and probably a few times. Oh, oh. that's the only thing I'd watch again. And, and the, the, the thing about it is, is... um. Uh, like Edge and Orton, it, like that, like that's no offense, that sucked. That was boring as hell. <laughs> I, I wanted that to end so badly, and I felt bad. I felt bad thinking that way. Yeah, same here. You me and Glenn, me and Glenn yeah. were talking about guilty. it before the show. I felt really guilty thinking that way. Uh, speaking of which, here's a couple of super chats. Carry the G Gilbert two dollars uh, super chat saying, "I got four words for you: last man standing." <laughs> And uh, Jay Lane saying Edge should win an Oscar. I was crying. Uh, now, guys, with the super chats, if you could kind of keep them going with the matches we're talking about, uh, so that way we can we can you know get them all up. Mosey uh, the show along. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lewis thirteen with the dollar ninety nine super chat saying NWO and Easy E part by Bray was the best part. I I thought that the NWO part was was great. I loved it. Yes. I mean, what it was good. Super- well, yeah. What about when he could have pinned him and he was like, oh, that's not enough for Super Cena. Like, he, he <laughs> dick slapped Cena this entire segment with his comments, I thought. There was a reference where he made, like, you can look, but you can't touch, too. Yeah, oh, my God. It was actually, <laughs> I said this last night. I said it should be like the scene in the last Spider-Man movie when Mysterio is tormenting Peter Parker. That's exactly what it was tonight. It was great. It was like, this is your life in the worst possible yes. way. Yeah. Yes, like the, those nightmares that we have. I don't know if you guys yeah. have ever had this. We'll get to that super chat in one second. But in, sometimes you're, you're in a fight in your dream. And I don't know if you guys ever had that dream when you're throwing your punches and they're not doing anything to the person. They're like super slow. They're, your hands are like, your fists are like putty. And they're having no effect on the person you're fighting. Like John Cena, uh, WWE rather, put that on film somehow. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Yeah. It was like they rediscovered between this and the Boneyard match what the E in WWE stood for because we've had a major. Oh, we got and we, and we, and we got Muscle Man. We should yeah. have led with that. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, okay, Justin Lopez, right. five bucks, saying he wanted every version of Cena so he could say he defeated them is what he got from it. Ah. Um, yes. Yeah, there we go. I'll take that. <laughs> Disco Scotty, it was worth it to see Cena's ruthless aggression trunks again. Yeah, um, Disco Scotty, and stop spending money, Disco Scotty. I know him. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. I mean, this in the Boneyard match, and it was funny today, Matt. We were talking about this last night. I sent my brothers. I it was up. Someone put it on YouTube for a hot minute before it got taken down. I was like, watch this match before it gets taken down on YouTube. And both my brothers were then, like asking me questions about wrestling again. They're like, what does this mean? Are they doing more stuff like this now? I'm telling you, this in Firefly Funhouse. They should put both these matches on TV this week. It will bring people yes. back into the fold. Going, what happened to my WWF I used to watch? This is incredible. What's well, more like that? I 20 think. years ago, we, we were doing more segments, more crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, Hodge Gulashi with the $10 Super Chat. Thank you uh, for the Super Chat saying he dug the Firefly Funhouse segment, but did feel at the end it felt flat because he overcame to then have lost the title already. Huh. I'm not sure if I fully get that. And Dralit Barwani saying, I have been home for almost four weeks. This weekend was the best part of it. Props to any everyone who was involved in this effort. So uh, that's good comment. Yeah, that's definitely great that, uh, that you know, it, it brought joy to a lot of people. 
And finally, Wolf Cowart saying, figured it out. Matches without a crowd need the wrestlers to trash talk and show personality. That shows yes. a difference time and fills the silence. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought, right. you know, people are criticizing Charlotte and uh, and we'll get to it for t- for being talking too much. But I, I'd much rather have that than no. quiet the whole I, match. Yeah, and I thought it made what's his name last night's match. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Seth Rollins did a good job with that last night. Right. Yeah. Rollins too, I thought. Yeah. No, they're they're figuring out the format. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tonight, I mean, I popped for that hard. The uh, Vince puppet saying that's some good shit. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they did so well with this tonight. And again, Roger, we talked about this last night. The bo- stuff like this in the Boneyard match makes me angry at everything we see that is not this level of effort and energy and attention put into it. Because when they want to, they can step it up and knock it out of the park. Yeah, but you know, a, a regular TV show or movie takes so much time, and the fact that they're able to do this in, in right. two weeks—that's my question, Glenn, uh, Raj. You have all these backstage whatever stooges that will stooge shit off to you. Ask them. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Ask them how long did each of these two things take the film? Then that will give us a good barometer on, on whether we should be on their cases or not about wanting to do things like this every week. Well, yeah, and I think it would be overkill if you did the whole show like that. You know, no. you want to do a few matches here and there. You know, maybe, maybe well, one, one an hour or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I just love this creativity, and I hope they go in this direction. I hope this forces their hand to do things like this, and why they have to take time off. Yeah, I mean, right now, so uh, according to the Wrestling Observer, this week they're looking at still trying to film somewhere this week uh, at a shut wow. in a shutdown state. So I don't know how they would pull that off. And it's not, I'm, apparently it's not Florida. It's somewhere else. It's a location that they're trying to keep secret. So they're trying to get it so they can film Texas? SmackDown for this Friday. No. I don't know. Yeah, um, AEW. Is that what AEW did? They did in Georgia before the shutdown was uh, issued. So uh, AEW, oh, okay. they had commissioners there uh, that were, you know, watching the tapings that last night. And they wrapped up before the order went into effect. So it's like, you know, it's like the AEW, WWE, they're trying to, skirt the laws and basically trying to skirt you know what the recommendation is right now it's not like do the bare minimum to get away with what you can it's oh yeah stay safe why not charter a ship and go to international waters right. and that way yeah. you know. i mean that's <laughs> <laughs> you probably gave someone an idea right there glenn <laughs> hey if we quarantine them you know as long as they're not sick um <clears throat> wrestling enthusiast 499 love the Cena Y segment even the smackdown fist made a cameo <laughs> matt did you ever witness the production team lift the fist onto the stage oh. yes yes it's two parts it's broken into two parts oh interesting that thing is hum- thing is humongous yeah uh so we'll see we'll see what happens but other t- also tonight uh story potentially money in the bank they advertise that multiple times on may 10th they did. I didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah, multiple times. Well, it seems like, and and we saw it with SmackDown that once they have a tape, they're not willing to edit stuff out. You know, they were still advertising Roman <laughs> versus you know uh, Braun last week. So chances are, they when they put this together, they just left it in. Yeah, and actually, it might still be taking place if they can find a location. It's just not going to be taking place from uh, where they originally planned. Didn't you tell me, Raj, that after they finished their WrestleMania tapings, that they did Raw tapings too already? Yeah, so Raw is already taped for tomorrow night. Wow, I feel so weird. Yeah, and AEW, they're filmed through mid-May, so they got enough TV content to get through mid-May, and then uh, they're shut They're wow. shut down as far as tapings go uh, for the time being, so um, we'll see Damn, what happens. Man, I get both 
I give these companies credit. That's some. I don't know if this was my company. I think I would just like follow what we're supposed to be doing. I, I think, think there's too much money at stake in their mind. Maybe that's why I don't own my own company for wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they believe that uh, people that are, have nothing else to watch will be turning to wrestling, that hasn't been the case because ratings have been dropping for all the shows. Which I don't understand. What else mm. are people watching? That, that well, I think it's because... Netflix. And I also think the empty arena format's just so dull. You know, like Raw will start off and drop huge. But still, it's still on my TV, right? And like, even if I wasn't doing this podcast, it would be in the background. I wouldn't watch mm. it, right? It'd be on my TV in my living room, but like I'd be in the bedroom watching Netflix for sure. Yeah, see, for but me, I, that would still get the rating. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, if you're one of the houses calculated, but I don't know. For me, like, I would not be watching any of this. I like, I'm a big Stephen Colbert fan. I don't watch that with no audience. It just, it's just too awkward to me. And him, and he's in his tub and stuff like that. So. Man, oh look, Mandy three one nine saying uh, saw on Twitter the Boneyard match took eight hours to tape. I believe it. See, Shit. what I think they could do is get guys like uh, Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black and say, "Here's a producer, go off with a camera, film something, and if it's good, we'll put it on the air." And they should go to ten duos and tell them to do that and just put the best shit on TV. I think that's would be a more entertaining show because this wrestling without an audience stuff really has limitations we're getting used to it but it's still not anywhere near as good as the stuff where they're running at 100 percent. i couldn't watch it if, it, if i wasn't doing this uh, it's terrible it's so bad i feel so bad saying that i do because yeah. i want to support them and i want to congratulate them pat them on the back yeah. for entertaining people right during all this crap that we're going through but, yeah man it's tough and some of these right. matches i thought were really that would have been so great if it was in, under a normal setting and oh, i know you can't yes. do it but you see them really trying and busting their ass to do everything they can to make this WrestleMania the best that they can. And you got to applaud the wrestlers and the performers. They did an awesome job. You know, WrestleMania this year was too big for just one night. And if you want to be too big for just one night, we want to thank the sponsor of the show. <laughs> Bluechew.com. <laughs> Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go? Raj, remember when you were a younger man, you were like really into the police Academy series. You had all that energy. <laughs> yeah. Alf. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now you're old. <laughs> you're an old man. It's just bad. It's just bad, man. You know, you got so much in minutes. Mind. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, and the first thing that goes, man, the first thing that goes is the libido. But the good news is now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. Bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the real stuff, the modern medicine that we know works. And you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and they are chewable. So they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You could be ready whenever that opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to turn your bedroom into the performance center. Huh? Just going to take uh. a moment and let that one sink in. Uh, it's prescribed online by licensed physicians. <laughs> you don't have to go to the doctor's office. No waiting line at the pharmacy, which is great. You do not want to go to a doctor's office right now. I don't think your doctor will even see you right now. So the good news is Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. Made in the USA, prepares and shipped direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. No awkwardness whatsoever. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B L U E chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Uh, I'll tell you, if you spend time at home uh, with, with, uh, with your significant other, Blue Chew is a, a nice way to spice some things up and, uh, you know, take your mind off things. Right, Raj? That'll really put a smile on your face, right? 
<laughs> Seriously, and uh, your partner will appreciate it as well. BlueChew.com, promo code WINC to try it free. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast and uh, thank our audience for supporting them now. Almost, what, like two years with uh, BlueChew on the podcast. Yeah. They've been uh, great supporters of this, and we thank them. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. Um, G-Daddy's saying that BlueChew <laughs> got my girlfriend pregnant. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Should be a... You shouldn't. That's huge. Uh, Corey Springer, uh, if you want to be too big for one night. Uh, I'll tell you, actually, you know what's funny about that, Raj? So believe it or not, uh, a big part of uh, Blue Chew's customer base, uh, significant size, people there are trying to conceive. Because you know, if, if you have to perform on command, what better way than with a chewable? You could just be ready to go right when that temperature hits. Uh, but I'm telling you, every guy could benefit from this. Check it out. BlueChew.com. Promo code WINC. Try it free. Okay, let's talk about WrestleMania Night 2 tonight. So, Raj, Firefly Funhouse was good, I mean, but not as good as the Police Academy series, though, right? Absolutely not. Okay, just, just making <laughs> sure we're on the same page about that. Um, okay, Justin Lopez, I thought Night 1 was better than 2 overall. See, I actually think the opposite. Matt, what did you like better, Night 2 or Night 1? Night night 1. Boneyard match really was something great. That so is Bray Wyatt. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Night Night One because the Boneyard match. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like Night One better, but I do think I do like this two night formula, and I I think they should try it next year with the stadium. Do both nights in the stadium. Yeah. Keep it shorter. You know, obviously it's going to be longer than it was tonight because you'd have the entrances and the theatrics and everything. But and you have the I think they should try it out. Huge, you have the benefit of two getting two major mega stars over by having them close the show out. Like, they could have closed out, like, last night if it was in the stadium with Braun winning his title. He's even more made, because no offense, nobody talked about Braun's championship win. Nobody. I forgot about it until you mentioned it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So, what was up first night pre-show? We had Liv versus Natalia. Uh, real quick before we get to into oh. it, Zach Riviera, thank you very much. He says, "Healthy healthcare worker here. Thanks for keeping us sane with these podcasts, guys. Much needed during these stressful times. Uh, thank you very yeah, much. Thank you, Zach. Other way around, brother. Thank you very much for doing what you're doing. Being literally in the line of fire. You're a legit everyday hero, for real. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Liv versus Natalia. Friendly match. First, was this really yeah. Natalia's first WrestleMania match? First single. Do we have to talk about it? More importantly, I've, do we have to talk about it? I'm just giving it a little shout out, man. Just the, one, the good uh, thing with the two nights is you get a lot of people getting singles matches that otherwise wouldn't have had one. Natalia, uh, Dolph Ziggler, his first ever singles match at WrestleMania was tonight. Um, just uh, there were a bunch of people. Becky Lynch, Braun Strowman, all their first, uh, technically their first singles matches were this this weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of nuts. Um, so that happened. Liv Morgan picked up a win. Good for her. Uh, but then we yeah. opened the show proper with Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. And Matt, Matt, we were texting about this. This match was great, but the upset with Charlotte going over and winning over Rhea. Uh, the only reason this made any sense to me after I texted you that, Glenn, that I was upset with the finish. Yeah, I'm a I, Charlotte's a friend. Like I'm not even just a fan. I'm like a friend, and I think she's the greatest women's. She'll be the greatest women's wrestler of all time when she's done. Um, it could be argued for now almost even. Um, 
I'm being serious. But with that said, she did not win the win. She did not need to win an NXT title here. Rhea Ripley needed this win. So the only thing I could think of, the only reason they went this way, is because Charlotte's like damn near unbeatable at WrestleMania, right? Or because she's going to NXT. They need her there on the show, and this explains it. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like she's going to NXT. Um, I, I thought it was. I, I, I mean, I think Charlotte. You know, I agree with you, Matt. I think she is probably the best women of this generation, and you just see it in this match. She just comes across as like a major superstar. It just seemed odd to me that both Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler lost. You know, it, I think they were the two NXT, and I put quote NXT yeah. stars because. Shayna Baszler is kind yeah. of main, you know, whatever you want to call it, Raw's SmackDown. Uh, she's no longer in NXT, as as at least that's what it seems like. So it seemed weird to beat them both. It just didn't make sense for Rhea to lose this. So I just, it just didn't. It made no sense. I, I uh, It was a great match, great ring psychology. Actually, really great ring psychology. Now... For fans, you said that we're complaining with Charlotte in that. I, I love Rhea Ripley. She's probably one of my top five favorite wrestlers right now. I did not, without the fans being there, her yells and screams were kind of hokey. You know, mm-hmm. when she's like overselling and, and over-exaggerating, which I do the same thing. I would sound the same way. That's how I wrestled too. But you can never really hear it because I was muffled out by the arena. That's for the arena fans to hear me, not for the folks at home to hear me. Right. And you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it came across as a little bit over the top and hokey. Whereas I thought shit, Charlotte's shit talking, trash talking, and telling a story literally with her mouth about how many titles she's won. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I don't know. The yeah, match thought... itself was really well executed, though. Loved it. Yeah, they they wrestled. They worked a great match. I, yeah, I mean Charlotte shows why she's one of the best. Yeah. Oh, oh. Guys, to say one last thing, Rhea Ripley as strong as bleep. Um, did you see her pick her up in the friggin' uh, stand-up cloverleaf? Mm. Like when she picked her up by her legs, like did Charlotte up like that by her legs and locked it in. And Charlotte, yes, was walking around on her hands and giving a little and helping her a little bit. But at that part of the match, to do that, to put this in perspective, I did that once too for Naki. Okay, and even though he weighs like twenty pounds. You're blowing up at that part of the match. I don't care who you are. And uh, it's not easy to do. And she was doing that to Charlotte Flair, who's her size. Leah yeah. Ripley's a beast, dude. Her back is frigging shredded with muscle. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and this and I can see why they did it if they're trying to give NXT a, a boost. They've fallen a lot um, since Survivor Series. So uh, maybe this is their way to help build Here up NXT go. a little bit more. Uh, oh, read this one. Bianca should be the one to take the title from Charlotte. There's a lot of meat left on the bone, and the promos would be fire. I think Bianca's going to Raw based on that appearance with uh, the Street Profits. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Because but, she's married to that one guy, right? Montez, yeah. Yeah. She's but thank better you, than T. Smitty. No offense. She's better, she's better than that. Hey, Matt, if you lift up your mic a little bit, uh, you're a little oh. quiet. Oh, it's in my jacket. Yeah, there oh. we go. There it is. Perfect. Um, what about but- right now? How about now? Better, it was no. much better when it was up higher. I gotta hold this shit up now. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, people want to hear those, great. those golden pipes, man. You know? Yeah, yeah so uh, I gotta hold my wire like this. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, before we get to the ne- next match, James Young with the $5 super chat saying he's a big fan of Matt's work in OVW, greatest OVW champ of all time, including Elijah Burke and Johnny Jeter. Shout out from Louisville, Morgan for Congress. 
Oh. Thank you very much, Mom. No, uh, <laughs> thank you, James. I appreciate that. I am the greatest OVW champion of all time, just for what it's worth, record-wise. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And he called out all the other OVW uh, studs. Johnny Jeter was a, like Ricky Morton uh, for the early 2000s for OVW. He was so over. Yeah. And you all know you all know Elijah Burke, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think with Rhea, though, Matt, you know, my criticism, it's not – I mean, her losing is just the cherry on top of this uh, S Sunday that we've had this year with like kind of the weak promos, the making her pure baby face. She was so hot at the end of last year. I don't get it. I really have nothing for otherwise than we're by ourselves and they don't see her as a big star as the rest of us do. I I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that because I thought the payoff will be she at least wins that mania, which I still didn't think was enough from the beginning I mean, I didn't think that would be enough to correct how they screwed this up with her from the beginning. You know, yeah. I still didn't even think her winning would be enough. Well, the beginning of this should have went was Charlotte begging for a shot at the NXT title. Is how this should have started off. Yeah. It was uh, puzzling. Very puzzling how this uh, turned out. Uh, Raj Judd. Before we go to the next match, are there any super chats on topic you want to get to? Um, sure. Th- uh, thanks to Jim v- Viviano oh. with the 499 super oh, chat saying, you, awesome sir. weekend. My r- matches ranked were Taker Edge Bray with uh, close to KO. Monster props to McMahon and family for a huge distraction all weekend with this BS. So, there you go. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the next match? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. This was exactly what it needed to be. And by the way, to run into that uh, uh, kick, that's not easy for the finish, for how Bobby took that finish. That was really well executed. And Ballister Black put that thing right on the button. Bobby ran right into it, too. I don't know how he didn't get hurt from that. I watched it again and again and again, and I hit pause. I screen captured it. I zoomed in on it. I'm like, how is this guy not really knocked out right now? Like, seriously, like, Dude, Alistair Black's kick is, I always thought, like, Shinsuke's kicks were lethal and, like, right on the button without really hurting people. Alistair Black's is just on a whole different level. See, RVD, he used to fuck you up. Excuse my language. His kicks, he would knock teeth out. He'd break your nose. I'm not complaining, but that you just knew going into the match with him, you better put your hand up. Um, and he doesn't do it on purpose, but my point is he'd fuck you up. He had educated feet, right? That's what everyone always said with him. Alistair Black, I think, got the best feet. I really do. Best kicks. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't RVD get a lot of heat at first when he first came into WWE and he was potatoing everybody? Because the main guys like Hunter and them wouldn't want to work with him. Um, yeah, a lot of the main event guys, Sean, a lot of them, they, they would be fearful of that because you don't want to work with guys that are going to hurt you. In my opinion, though, if I'm being honest, I don't necessarily think it was just that either. I think it was because Rob Van Dam was loved by millions of fans all across the world, and they couldn't do anything to extinguish that, no matter how hard they tried to bury him backstage. Yeah. I think a little bit of both. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Um, I thought, yeah, this, I thought this match was everything it should have been. It, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black, it was, the, the, it was the right call. They've been pushing him. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them do more with Lashley, but he's been kind of floundering since the Rusev feud. Uh, I hope they pick up on him because he's – He's a beast. I'd love to see him and Brock still. How, how great did Bobby look hitting the, right at the beginning of the match? Like right when his music played, he came out and got right in the ring and got, he looked like a freaking animal, an uncaged animal, right? Yeah. Mm. 
Like he he's got every gift that gift it takes. And now he's I will say this. Remember I told you guys once when you're sitting there scratching your heads and you're like, Why would they make Matt, why would they make you stutter? Or hey, why do they make so and so do this? It doesn't make sense. Why not use them the the obvious way? Well, because sometimes character some people need that really crazy, insane, over the top character to play to loosen them up more. So like if you saw like Bobby's tonight did you see his reaction right before he went into the finish where he sold to Lana real quick, like, hey, this is for you, kind of a thing? Bobby Lashley, that I know, could not have executed that and make it look believable and not hokey. I think with all this over-the-top crap he's done with on the acting part of that angle, I think only makes Bobby more valuable. He's not just a, a muscle guy now. He's not just a body guy anymore. He's not just a shooter anymore. He can, he can, do, the whole, he can do the whole thing, yeah. the whole act. I mean, it was interesting. They were teasing uh, maybe a little uh, drama between Bobby and Lana tonight. So I'm sure that'll be yeah. there. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not interesting. No. But I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get more of that before we get uh, Bobby we and are. Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, you're probably right. I, Tony Starks with the 4.99 super chat saying Taker Wyatt should have a Funhouse Boneyard crossover match. What do you think? I'll That's take it. it. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could do something. Yeah, man, dude, like now that we now that now that we know WWE can do what they're possibly like, like what their potential is creatively. Like, I want more of that shit now. Now that we're not going to get it, I'm going to be so disappointed every week. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, so uh, we went into Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. <clears throat> tonight and uh it was mandy coming out uh when sonia deville tried to interrupt mandy coming out slapping sonia uh low-blowing ziggler otis in the caterpillar for the pin in the wind so matt otis had his moment and got to kiss mandy rose poor mandy rose in the first and foremost <laughs> Se- sec- secondly jbl like literally had me blowing snot bubbles out of my nose laughing so hard while i was trying to watch this he was hilarious on commentary tonight he got, he got, what did he say? He said it looked like Ivan Butsky. He goes, what would you say? Ivan Butsky, Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> you know Michael. Yeah, you know Michael Cole was setting him up on purpose at first. I'm like, yeah. Because at first I'm like, Cole, why would you ask him that? I'm like, oh, well, that's why. He goes, who does he remind you of historically in the WWE? I thought he'd say like Earthquake or something like that. He said, like he said, Ivan Butsky swallowed Bam Bam Bigelow. And then he's like, go to commercial. Like when they were like making out, he's like, Someone wants to see this. <laughs> what a what a lucky bastard that oh, is. <laughs> oh, and when he went to go do the worm, JBL said, he goes, here comes the worm. He goes, that ain't the worm. It looks like uh, um, uh, an inebriated t- uh, t- Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> or Brontosaurus. Um, how much faith does, uh, or how much does Vince like Otis? You know, the fact that, he is giving oh. Otis a singles match at a WrestleMania oh. a sing- and a win. Oh, he loves him. I mean, Dolph oh, has been worried. there forever. He hasn't had a singles match yet until tonight. He thinks he thinks this is the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Ah, fat guy with a pretty good... Like, Vince is still stuck, like, back in, like, like our high school days. Your fraternity. school days. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, total bully shit, if you're being <laughs> honest here. Yeah. 
It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I mean, so whatever, this was the moment. Uh, Matt, I was thinking after your love for the hacker, I was just hoping the hacker was going to show up tonight, but you we have to wait for Friday. Oh, Ali? I mean, I think it's Ali. I don't know. Who? I hope not. I hope it's nobody because what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, it was like do? GTV. Remember when they did GTV yes. back in the day and they couldn't come up with an idea of what they're going to do, so they just dropped it? Like, what do you do with it? Like, I remember Alex Shelley used to come out with, like, a camera to the ring, a TNA. I mean, like, what do you do when it's time to wrestle? Yeah. Not corny. I don't know. Uh, Samuel Smith, $10. Sorry, Matt, but Firefly Funhouse was better than the Boneyard match. I know which one I'll rewatch first. No. I think they yeah, were both... Samuel, hey, yeah. hey, yeah, I'm not, I am not shitting on it. I'm getting heat on Twitter right now for saying it was awesome. Yeah. So I, I think... thought it was great. Yeah. One was one A, one was one B is all I'm saying. There they was great a lot in different of hate ways. for this match on Twitter, whereas for the, uh, the Boneyard match, there wasn't. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I mean, people found it brilliant. Or, or they just hated it. It's one of those that uh, it's it's art, I guess. Um, yeah. Dorian Sprondling with the four ninety nine super chat saying Rhea Ripley is only twenty two, but sold her knee like a fifteen year old. Wow, bat. he's yeah. right. He is right. I didn't actually know she was only twenty two years old. That's really impressive. Wow. Yeah. And James Young uh, saying, as a former colleague, does Matt feel guys like Bobby Lashley and Dolph Ziggler are underutilized in WWE? Yeah. Hello. Good Lord, you watch our podcast? Yes. <laughs> Especially Nick Nemeth. Yes. Damn right. Yeah. And, and finally, Jim is asking, heard they're going to keep secretly taping SmackDown on Friday. That was the plan. Uh, we'll see. This is, a, I mean, this is a whole, this is a very serious thing. So I, if I, I try I to do know. in Florida, would you guys be mad at me if I found, like, if I, like, um, coming to you from Longwood, Florida? Florida. Got, I got all the city mayors together to put the kibosh on it. <laughs> oh, you stopped it. I thought you were going to host it. I mean, more, Matt Morgan's ultimate revenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good angle. Stutter? <laughs> yeah. no, it'd be like, Vince McMahon's got to beat me in a one-on-one wrestling match for this to go forward. <laughs> no, Honestly, when I stutter, not, this not... show is shut down. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do it, though, because, yeah, man, when I saw Orange County here, that's where they are, uh, shut down. That's the county next to us here. Um, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't know they pre-taped Mania. You guys told me that. Like, I didn't know they pre-taped it. Yeah. I was really worried for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was a smart move to do it because within, it was like a day or two later where they announced the statewide shutdown. Yeah. Uh, Joe Cafaro is asking any news on Taker retiring. He posted a pic with the caption, it's been one hell of a ride on Instagram. And the first look for his limited series on the network network ended with it stating the end is near. Taker is teased retiring for like, the last, like ever I mean, since he lost to Brock. Isn't he? I, I see. I consider him retired already. I do. I just think he comes out of retirement to wrestle a couple of matches here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, internal monologue uh, with the 499 euro super chat. Edge Randy uh, match was so good storytelling. Love the Firefly Funhouse so much. All the little details. So happy Drew on tonight. Love your stuff, Matt. Uh, not you too. <laughs> I'm okay. getting no love. No <laughs> and one hit, it only takes one, says, I want to thank you three during this hard time. My four-year-old son has COVID-19, and it's hard not being around him. Thank you all for making me smile during this time. Uh, brother, I couldn't even fathom, but he's going to pull through it. He's going to get through this. Absolutely. Wow, I couldn't even fathom, my man. 
Stay God strong. Speed and you, and I know a lot of people say they overly say, "Oh, your thoughts and prayers." You're, you know, you're in our thoughts and prayers. But legitimately, we, you will be definitely being prayed for at our Morgan house tonight before we go to bed. You have my word on that. Absolutely, and, we'll be thinking uh, about he, you guys. He will, put, he will be, he will pull through this. He will. Absolutely. Uh, so. Thank you yes, very these... much, and thank you for even writing us and saying that. That's amazing. Wow. Um, what else do we have, Raj? I think there's one other one. One more, and then we'll get yeah. to the next match, and then get get back to the others. But uh, Terrence Witted says, "What did you think? Uh, what did you? What do you think Matt Hardy thinks of Firefly Funhouse and Boneyard matches? I think he's proud. He probably feels like a lot of it's his influence. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. Terrible Trey eighty nine McIntyre reminds me of a young Matt Morgan, like. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. And then finally, Gio Rio saying, stay safe, y'all. Matt, how much do you hear from the fans when there's normally a backstage brawl or a parking lot brawl? And how often did they, in normal situations, feel these kind of things before the show? Hang on, Matt. How much do you hear from the fans? What do they mean by that? What do you guys think that means? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, well, let's talk about the second part. How do they, in a normal situation, so when they would do like the parking lot or the backstage brawl where it's not live, would they do that during the day? I mean, they wouldn't do that live oh. to tape during the broadcast. Yeah, it's usually you're in the ring and you fight to the back and that's all generally live. But then if it's shot during a pre-tape segment during the afternoon, you get there at 12 o'clock generally. Um, they have done things like that as well. But um, as far as the fans go, like, outside when there's a fight outside, let's say, and whatnot, um, you see that in AEW, for instance, when they're fighting through the, the Theraways or whatever the hell you call them, the hallways, um, and slamming each other into walls and the popcorn stand and shit like that, the Dippin' Dot stand. Um, the fans are right there. What you see is really what you get, right? Um, and they have security around to try to hold the fans back and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully I answered that right. Thank you for writing in. Well, tonight, the most epic backstage brawl, perhaps, uh, in history, probably the longest, this last man standing match. Definitely the longest. Uh, 40 <sighs> minutes. Oh, it Ugh. really felt like it. Yes, it did. Cool opening. Orton disguised as a cameraman at ringside, hitting edge from behind with an RKO. I love that. <clears throat> that was good. Uh, they went to the back. I mean, there were so many moments. Let's talk about, like, the high spots in this. Uh, like, I mean, the stuff that you thought was particularly good in this epic knockdown drag out fight. Oh man. I don't know. You know, I think edge's acting was really good. I, you could see, I really respected what they were trying to do. Edge was um, really trying to tell a story here. They're trying to beat the hell out of each other. I thought the commentary was horrendous. It, it, it wasn't selling the story of the match. And I think that really hurt it. I think if you had like Jr. and, and, and Jerry Lawler in their, in their prime, that, you know, they could have made this match. They could have lifted it by a ton. What is that? Sound? I um. How do I how do I sound right now? You. It's okay. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I I'll be honest. I feel bad saying this. I didn't like this. This took yeah. too long for me. Um, there was some crazy, hellacious, just brutality. They they kicked the crap out of each other, doing in this match. Um. Raj, you popped me on Twitter about the lat pull down part. Because um, <laughs> they did. They went to the gym. That was like uh, your suggestion. That was cool. That was cool they used the gym. Um, and that was cool they went around that little tiny performance center. It's small in there, by the way. 
Um, they got they got an upstairs and all that other crap, but they don't have much room to 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 really do a lot of the stuff that they did. But they found a way to to do all of it. Um, I just I don't know. I, I there's some cool parts to it. Edge uh, crawling across the top of the thing, over the desk, over that steel desk, like friggin' Spider Man dropping an elbow on. Uh, yeah, and that was cool. But yes, the the fans are right as far as storytelling goes. Edge and Orton both were really good in their roles with the, the, the not just trash talking, but furthering the story along with their trash talking. Um, it was good. Orton kissing them at the end or whatnot. I mean, sorry, uh, Edge, and then getting all starting to cry at the end. That was all cool. Very very cool stuff. Um, just too long for me. I mean, I was annoyed how long it was. It, it reminded me, you guys, remember, we're old enough to remember this. Remember watching VHS porn back as a young man when you'd be like, yeah. yes, it's really hot. Okay, this is now really repetitive. I'm just going to fast forward to the ending because I need this to be over with. Like, that's how I felt. Isn't that how it is now? Uh, now it just <laughs> clips on YouTube or no. Red t- RedTube or I don't even know. Where do the kids go these days? <laughs> Actually, don't, don't answer that. Yeah. Uh, but no, the point is it was just this was – so excessive this could have benefited from editing it to maybe half the length i think people would be raving about this as the match of the night if it had been shorter yeah and i think you guys go ahead roger sorry go oh i was gonna say if more of you know again and i hate keeping keeping on saying this but again if this was in front of a crowd a lot more of it was done in the ring and at ringside and in the the stands Mm -hmm. it would have worked to its advantage but by doing 40 minutes almost all of it backstage it just got redundant it just got it just got boring for me and this was the match i was most excited about this weekend yeah, Chris Pye, good point. $10 super chat. I believe Edge learning how to act really made the ending much more emotional. Love you guys. Been a supporter since day one. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you for your super chat. Um, what else do we got, Raj? Let's just get to a few more of these here. Uh, Kazarian X, $5. Edge's facial expressions and emotions almost brought real tears to my eyes. He sold the hell out of this. I mean, I thought Randy was good, but Edge, I mean, this this was his moment. This was his showcase. Edge is a really good yeah. actor. Yes, he is. He has learned a lot during his time off from his, you know, all the shows and movies that he's been on. He's really good. Travis uh, Huffman. I'm sorry, Matt. Go for it. When we're done, let me say something. Go ahead. Go. Okay. Uh, Travis Huffman. Edge of Resort was so long and epic, but like playing with your action figures epic when you're trying to kill time on a road trip and 10 years old. Uh, Yeah. Every idea they had, we saw tonight, it felt like. Uh, So what was that, Matt? Really quick, can everybody see the link that's under my name, or does it like cut it off? On it's yours? Cut, it, it cuts it off. Uh, is there a way to change my picture? Around? No. no. Um, it's three A K L F. Um, is that what the end is, or what, what's the end of the? Yeah. You can well, just take out the HTTP part. Yeah, yeah. Take out the HTTP. Uh, well, Matt is doing that. Ross McLean, four ninety nine uh, pounds, saying, "Hey guys, do you know why during tags the baby faces are always on the left of the camera and the heels to the right?" Uh, P.S. Congrats to fellow Scott Drew on the big win. Raj, I don't know if there's a reason for this, but I will tell you, the way I always remember it is on the left, the baby faces you can see their faces, and the heels you can literally see their heels when they're on the right side of the ring. Oh, I did not know. Match. I did not know if that was a reason. We'll we'll. Ask that. We'll ask Matt that. I, wow, uh, Matt, did you? All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost them all together. Yeah, because there's one more super chat we'll get to, and then we'll go to the, uh, finish this match and get to the next. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I'm sure it's a, 
Has it always been like that? Like since the eighties and nineties? Feels or like that... it. Yeah. Well, what's the other thing you can tell when a tag is actually going to happen in a tag match? Because if they put their palm out with the palm facing up, it's actually going to happen. But when they're doing like this, the overhand, that's going to be the, the fake out. They're not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't notice that either. Um, oh, there's Matt. There we go. Oh, he uh, was able to change it. There we go. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Hey, Matt, uh, here's, a, here's a question for you. Do you know uh, why during tags, the baby faces are always on the left of the camera and the heels are to the right? Oh, yeah. So the baby faces can face the hard camera. See, you see their faces, you see the heels, heels. You so you could see, so, so you can see the baby face ranting and raving, running, walking up and down the apron, trying to fire up the gate to make that hot tag, to get tagged into the match and blow his stop. That's the entire setup for the hot tag. Yeah. <clears throat> so you uh, can all see his face during that. All right. Really quick, before we continue, yeah, you guys all see, everybody see the link below my picture. That's the full link. I know you can't click on it because we're on this stream here thing, but you guys can write it down. The reason I want you to write it down and go to it, just, just write it into your search engine and then just hit go. Um, it'll take you to that app I used to do that I'm doing again. It's called UpLive. And what I wanted to share this with you guys for is this is an opportunity for everyone to get paid while they're home, not doing anything and being forced out of work. Some in certain cases, others, their businesses have closed or some of the people are just on furlough if they haven't lost their job. But bottom line is you're at home and this is an awesome opportunity for you to make money. It's an opportunity for you to make like 300 bucks a month on the low end just to do nothing but huh. film yourself, just to film yourself, just sit there and screw around on it and film yourself. Um, or you can make more. And um, what you want to do is you use this link I'm giving you, and it'll show, show a flash on the screen of me in this UpLive channel thing. Just uh, go ahead and press download and open your account from there. And then message me, and I'll tell you what to do from there. All you Seriously, you're going to get paid money just to goof around on camera while you're at home. You're not doing much. We're not, if you're not able to work from home, for, if your job doesn't allow that and you're you know not doing anything, it's an easy opportunity to make money. And I asked this company to please reach uh, if I can set this up so others can do, make this money while they're at home. I thought it'd be a good time. So I partnered with them again as part of my deal with them. Oh, nice. Was to give, do it, but you've got to be able to give um, others opportunity to make this money. So there you go. I'm going to get that out. Sorry. Very cool. Raj, do we have any other super chats before we hop back into the card? Uh, sure. Real quick, Jared, Jared Wilson uh, with the 499 uh, Euro Super Chat saying, as someone from the UK staying Ooh. up almost until 3.30 a.m. to see Drew finally get his moment and become the first British-born WWE champion is pretty cool. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't even put that over. Damn, that is that's, pretty cool. That's, that's really crazy. Cool. It's taking this long. Wow. So we don't count Seamus because he's from... Yeah, that's right. I they don't consider Ireland... you... When I'm over there, they don't like being. Yeah, they don't like that. When we when we call WWE, when I was with them, we called our UK tour. When we be in Ireland, they did not like that. And when we were in England, they did not like that <laughs> Ireland was part of it. Right, because because yeah, it's it's Europe, but it's not the UK. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, that is awesome. And finally, internal monologue saying no crowd didn't help, but a lot of people loved Okada Omega. Storytelling was incredible. Randy and Edge knocked it out of the park. Subjective, I suppose. Yeah. Wait, wait. Go back to that. I'm, I'm confused. 
Okada Omega didn't have a crowd. They did have a crowd. I'm I'm not sure what he no. means. Um, yeah, they they did. It might have sounded like they didn't have a crowd, but uh, hmm. they did. Yeah. Carl Mensch, five bucks. It's 2020. I've never loved Taker more. Uh, in my opinion, he clowned the entire roster. Who else can punch a window the way he did? Big fan of you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think Taker, seriously, this this is uh, to borrow uh, an analogy. Uh, this is Blue Chew for his wrestling career. These filmed matches because still the uh, weekend. yeah, who would have thought Dude, in twenty twenty? He's the coolest person right now on planet Earth. I would yeah. argue. He's like Wyatt Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. Uh, Dorian Spradlin, four ninety nine. I think Jeremy Barash is responsible yep. for Firefly Funhouse and Boneyard. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes and, to both of that. And Peter Bahi paying money to ask the question on everyone's mind, has Raj seen Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> Let's keep the movie stuff towards uh, till later, but I, uh, I have seen it. I don't remember it. I saw it a long time ago. Okay. So back to the show. Edge won that match. Um, oh, then Austin Theory and Angel Garza versus... Oh, well, first, though, uh, let's talk the 24-7 chase with Mojo Raleigh. Everyone was chasing him. Rob uh, Gronkowski... Jumped off the perch at the Performance Center, took everyone down, covered Mojo, and became the new 24-7 champion. So that um, happened. I can't stand him. I, <laughs> I, I, I hate him. There you go. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, I, I think I'm with you. He is the most single most irritating thing on WWE TV right now. And, you know, him in small doses, it works on in the NFL, like on TV, like yes. for a one-minute clip. Yes. Like a quick post game uh, interview, but in this format, oh my god, he's so irritating. He's not charismatic. He's for I like I don't see the char char the charisma stuff. I just don't. Yeah, but you know what? This is going to get all sorts of play. You know, and and the fact yes, that he, will. he the yes, fact that will. he did that jump from the balcony, uh, it's going to look way more impressive than if he just did a roll up like they normally do with these twenty four seven title changes. So, two true statements. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. So it'll uh, they're going to get a ton of publicity, especially now when there's no sports. I mean, that mm. thing's going to be all over the place. That was uh, a smart move, but Gronk as a baby face. I can see him being booed in Boston for SummerSlam when he wrestles there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a Raw Tag Team title match. Austin Theory and Angel Garza versus the Street Profits. Uh, some good spots in this. It was fun. Yeah. I was half asleep at this part. Yeah, I couldn't, but, yeah, I couldn't care. I, I was trying to get into the match, but I just could not. Could not. Yeah. Well, but then Vega, uh, trying to do ref distraction, trying to interfere, Bianca Belair came out, that was uh, awesome. took out Vega, <laughs> Street Profits got the win to retain. So, all right, really quick. We need to hope and pray that this was just a one-off for her because she's better than this. Oh, as being a, like a third person of the team. Yes. She is a stud by herself. She does not need to be a manager you know, or a, a wrestling manager like Naomi is at was at times here and mm. there. She, like she's, she, she's, yeah, she's a badass. She's a great promo. She's a star on her own. I agree. And I'm, I'm hoping this was just a way to introduce her. Maybe it just starts a feud with her in Vega. Uh, so it's her first feud. But um, I agree. She should not be the third member of a, a team, of a unit. Don't we think it was just something creative just threw in there and said, hey, you know what I mean? Because it makes sense. She's married to him. Yeah. Um, they wanted to incorporate Vega. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we brought in, you know what I mean? I could see them doing it that way. 
not as a ta-da, she's going to be on Raw now every week, folks. I don't know. I could, you could tell Vince is impressed with Bianca. He gave her a lot in the Royal Rumble. I mean, she threw out all he, those people. Uh, right, so she should be the one that chases Charlotte and beats her for that title. Yeah. Oh well, or you know, or chases Becky, uh, you know, and, and beats Becky because okay. Shane is Shane is not the right that. fit. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. I'll shut up and take that too. Yeah, but I, you know, I wouldn't do it what like they did with Shayna, like throwing her right in. Let Bianca get known to the Raw and SmackDown audience, whichever you know side she's on, and then move her into that feud as opposed to throwing her right in. Uh, internal monologue saying did, that Mojo had his shoulder up the whole <laughs> the whole time. Uh, and he said, as someone from the UK, we all hate Gronk. He's just a meme now. Good Lord. <laughs> Good. You guys have it right. We hate him. I hate him too. Yeah. And Peter Bahi noting that Chicago booed Mongo McMichael. NFL fans oh. don't all tra- transition to pro wrestling. That's absolutely true. Yes, it is true. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Owen oh, Samuel Smith Wait. saying, Mo- what's that? What, what, really quick, what about when like when uh, Kevin Green would show up and get like zero reaction on Nitro? Do you guys remember right. that? Everyone like my my wrestling buddies uh, that would come watch it in my dormitory Monday Nitros. They're like, "Who's this dork? Right. Who's this guy in the ring with the booty the booty chokers on?" <laughs> Even Reggie White didn't get that big of a response when he was on Nitro, and he's a you know he's a legend. He's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I mean to cut off the super chat. Sorry. No, absolutely no. It's it's a very good point. Like, just because they're big in a certain market. But Gronk well, is big nationwide for sure. But. I mean, he's no refrigerator. I mean, Fridge was, you know, see, that America's was sweetheart. Right. Yes, he was. Yeah. LT was different too. LT was also. A LT big... was too. Yep. Um, there are some. There are some. Before, yeah. but... Michael Caserto saying uh, Bianca should win the Money in the Bank match. No. Okay. That. I like that. Yeah. Um. So. Speaking of Naomi and teams, we had Naomi, we had Sasha Banks, we had Tamina, Team Bad reunion tonight uh, in this fatal five-way with Lacey Evans and Bailey. Um, I was shocked they they pulled in that continuity. That was so short-lived, having the three of them uh, do that in the ring, even doing the unity fist bump, and then Tamina betraying them. But I loved the pileup with all four women pinning Tamina to get her eliminated first. Yeah, it made her look like a big show. That was good. It made her look like a monster. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. Um, and uh, after that, I mean, we saw a lot of Naomi and Bailey, or pardon me, of uh, Sasha and Bailey, seeming like there was going to be this this big split with them. They took on Naomi, they took on Lacey. Um, yeah, I mean, there was that moment in the corner where uh, Lacey got out of the way and Bailey hit um, Sasha. Um, but it was interesting that. Uh, Sasha got eliminated first. It came down to Lacey and Bailey with Bailey retaining. Yep. All right. So real quick, we gotta yeah. we gotta talk about this. They've got to kill this. <laughs> Bailey and Sasha cannot pull this off. It is painful to watch. Their promo tonight was terrible. Mm. When when Bailey was talking by herself and being all arrogant, she did a good job. But when it came to the stuff with Sasha in the promo, it was so uncomfortable and it was some. D-rate acting. It was terrible. I'm not saying to be a jerk. I'm saying it because I've been thinking it for the longest, and I'm sick of sitting there and being quiet about it and just saying, can we not talk about this match or segment? Can we just move on? You know, because I don't want to have to put them down for no rhyme or reason, you know? But look, I'd be saying this about anybody else. This is terrible. They've got to stop this. Bailey does not know how to do this character. She does not know how to tell that story of having the person that's your best friend 
that could take that title off of you and you need her. Um, she does not know how to pull this off. And it shows in every single instance. Like there's uncomfortable facials, uncomfortable body language, uncomfortable words during the promos. It's not believable. And Sasha, she dropped the ball too in that promo. When uh, when the reporter went back to her, the backstage girl goes back to her and said, so Sasha, you've won all these titles except the SmackDown. What are you, are you gonna, just gonna lay down? What are you gonna do? And Sasha's just like, um, she's just like, huh, well, we're just gonna have to wait and see, aren't we? <laughs> and, and it was so robotic. Disrespecting the blueprint name, Sasha Banks. <laughs> Seriously. No, like it was terrible, guys. I'm not saying to be a dick. It was rotten. They've yeah. got to drop this. No, it's clear that's the way they're going. I thought Sasha should, should have what, won here tonight. Um, what, why am I the only one who thinks that the ladies' right should have won tonight? That, that, that what's-her-name should have won the championship? Um, yeah. Lacey. No, you're right, because Sasha versus Bailey does not need a title. They can do that. No, it huge. doesn't. And it'll be fine without that. And I think it'll be better, actually, because it gives us another women's storyline to care about in uh, SmackDown, which they have so much trouble building. I think Sasha yeah, exactly. and Bailey could be money if you had Bailey back as a baby face because she's not good as a heel. Oh, Sasha yes, is a definitely. heel. And yes, 100% that, yes. Yeah, and and again, Sasha, I don't know. I just feel like they, they never allow her to get the really big moments in WWE, you know? Like that WrestleMania, she should have won. WrestleMania 32, she was the most over person in that match. She had Snoop yeah. doing her entrance. Uh, she was in the first Hell in the Cell, was in her hometown, and she loses. I just feel like, they, you know, when she came back, she was red hot against Becky, yep. just loses right away. I don't know. I just feel like they just don't give her the big moments. And she's she's got a ton of charisma, and she's a superstar, so... Yeah. She didn't show it tonight, though, I thought. Yeah. Well, we talked about this before, because it's like you put her and Bailey together, and it just brings them both down. It does. It, it's, it's all it's done. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that match, Bailey retained. Uh, the wrestling part was good. I mean, there was some good storytelling during the match. But oh, yeah, I think... yes. Yes. And Lacey with that punch that she gave... Uh... Sasha. Sasha. She's like, that looked really good. Yeah. Uh, when uh, they did that corner move in Bailey, I thought, this is for Summer. I legitimately, my wife and I at the same time, both said Summer Ray, and then realized that's Lacey's daughter's name. Yeah. Summer. Had to look that up. <laughs> uh, internal monologue, 499 uh, pounds, saying it was a great moment to see Titus Phelan as a host. Great guy. I agree. His reaction after the funhouse was gold. The storytelling there was amazing. Did you guys think when Titus did that little scared reaction after the fun house, I thought Bray was going to pop up behind Titus. Like I was waiting for that to happen. That's that was my only disappointment, but it was good to see Titus on the air. Yeah. Um, uh, the fourth wall oh, yeah. uh, saying, just want to say thank you guys, Matt. The inspiration you give me is out of this world. If you can be mayor, I can be president. You're super special. Very wow. nice. Thanks the fourth wall. That's very kind to you. M. Kennedy, 1389, saying me versus Vince if they BS Bianca. Uh, I'll be there with you. And uh, Albert G, Buck 99, saying, when do you guys think we'll, things will go back to normal? We are the least qualified people to make those predictions. <laughs> no one is. You know? Yeah, no, we, nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, the Georgia governor just learned the other day that uh, asymptomatic people can spread the coronavirus. So uh, <laughs> there is a, I think we're a lot, we, we'll see. Yeah, when we're baking our mail and uh, wiping down our groceries, you know, I, I don't feel like normal is on the horizon. Everyone buying the days. Yeah. Um, so, 
What happened after that? Oh, after that, the Firefly Funhouse match, John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, John Cena coming out. Matt, were you worried when Cena came out like this was going to be an in-ring match at first? Did you have that moment? Yeah, yeah, yes, even when he ends up in the Firefly Funhouse at first, talking to the puppets, I was like, no, please, no, 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 this can't be happening. Um, I'll still take it over the ring, okay? But still, I uh, was not happy. It wasn't until Cena stepped outside the door, everything got dark, and then it went from there. And from that moment on, my head just exploded the entire segment. It, it was definitely unique. I, I still don't know. Uh, it, it's it's one of the most different things you'll ever see on WWE programming. Um, <laughs> you Vince, the Vince Devil was in it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the Vince Devil on commentary, and then they it did cursed. this. Yeah, and then they did the Saturday Night's main event spot with the old oh uh, the old opening, and then so he was good. with the strong. Did you notice the Bray Wyatt when he was with the steel cage? That's how they always did those Hulk Hogan promos when he had a steel cage match. Oh, yeah, with the big blue steel cage versus Bundy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And he would just be like, you know, shaking the cage and cutting a promo, which I love that stuff. So it for yeah. me, it was just it. it I, I didn't didn't look at it as a match. I didn't look at it as Cena's doing a job. It was just something bizarre and interesting and entertaining it wouldn't have been as good if there had been a crowd at mania i mean this was another thing this only worked because they had free reign to do whatever they wanted yeah well this wouldn't have been a firefly funhouse match that was only announced yeah after. and that wouldn't have been as nearly as good an actual match between these two would not have been nearly as good as what we got tonight i i gotta let's we gotta give cena credit for for, for letting them do this no mm -hmm. offense to john we know we had nothing to do with this he might have had a couple of ideas here and there, but I have a feeling this was Jeremy Borash, Bray Wyatt, definitely Bray Wyatt, um, and a whole host of other people, I'm sure. But good on John for going along with the whole thing like that and putting himself out there to look like a, a jackass at times. It was really, really, I loved it. I really liked it. Yeah, it was kind of like with uh, Cena's match with Undertaker a couple years ago where he was kind of the, he gained nothing out of it, really. It didn't help his character at all, but he was more or less giving back. And yeah. That's what it felt like. Yes. So yep. good. I feel like describing it doesn't even do justice. If you are one of the people that does not watch the product and just watches this podcast or listens to us, go like stop. Stop what you were doing and go and watch this match. You need to see it to almost believe some of the things that happened there. Because I feel like when we're talking about this, like Puppet Vince, and that's good shit, pal. And uh, so what do you call him, like Johnny Big Meat or something in the Saturday Night's main event thing? <laughs> Like, this was so freaking, like the Eric Bischoff thing, the NWO Cena, like, this was so nuts, and it was it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, my hat's off to the WWE for doing this, but again, I'm going to be so disappointed if they're not able to just, I don't need them to hit this mark, but I need them to take these swings more often, because more often than not, I think yes. we're a lot more patient when we're entertained versus the same old, same old. Yes. Yeah, I do think, Vince, even though... I, 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 definitely the Boneyard uh, match it's, it's getting rave reviews I don't think that's going to change his mind once things get back to normal I think he's still kind of set in his ways he's doing this because he has to and uh, I, I don't I don't see more of this coming uh, when things get back to normal even though but that but that's what's going to they're going to be forced to because they're not going to be able to run normal episodic television they're going to have to do something yeah or they just they just pause yeah, I mean, if I mean, I think they. I honestly think it's getting to the point where they're going to have to pause. 
Um, well, then good. Good for that because that maybe hopefully it pushes him into wanting offseason going forward if he sees a plus side in it. Whereas the talents come back fresh, nobody's hurt. They're all rearing to go. There's nobody on the DL, if you will. I don't know. Yeah, and especially if they pause and then when they come back, if the ratings are through the roof, like it just made the anticipation that much more, I think you, you can make a real case for an offseason, yeah. even if it's just a few months. That's the real hook. You're right. Yeah. Uh, internal monologue with the 999 Super Chat saying, I think WWE and AEW have dropped the ball with the women's division. The booking tonight and yesterday and the AEW women's division has been dreadful in terms of booking. I hope it changes NXT reigns. Well, duh. That's, you're not a genius for calling out NXT reigning. Everybody knows that. Their women's division is better than any division, guy or girls, in wrestling right now. All right? That's an easy cherry-picking thing to say. Um, but you're right about um, AEW's women's division is terrible. And not because of the talent, but because of how they book them. And how uh, it's, get, it's gotten a little bit better. Um, better than it once was. But uh, it's got a lot to be desired. I agree with that. Um, tonight, the women, remember, there's no fans in the arena, right? Um, but as far as, like, booking what you're saying, booking as far as uh, who won, who lost, yeah, Charlotte should not have won. Um, Bianca needs to be set into – I thought Bianca should have been at a point now where she should have been in that match, actually. I, should mm. have, I, thought it was, I was hoping it would have been a three-way, to be honest. And one of those two younger girls would have won. Yeah. Well, you had five matches this this weekend at WrestleMania, five women's matches, which is the most ever. Sure. Um, you know, five years ago, I don't think you had any. So, um, you know, they're, they're making progress. And I, I thought, you know, Shayna and Becky had one of the better builds of the matches on these shows. It, it did go on kind of early, kind of, you know, fizzled. But uh, yeah. And that's not on any, that's not on the good. That's I no. mean, and part I think, of that is Shayna. I, I, well, I, I don't want to be a dick, but I be, yes, she's so uncharismatic. Yeah. When you have no fans in that arena, it is extra, extra important that you have people out there that are going over the top with charisma because it helps. It does help. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ethan Kramer saying Firefly Funhouse was sci-fi. It reminded me of Howard the Duck. I can see that. No, I don't see that. Howard the Duck, I know that movie very well. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> If we didn't have to move along, Matt, well, I'm going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that in a future in a future podcast because uh, I got some Howard the Duck stories as well. Buck 99, Ryan W. It was a reward for lifelong fans tonight with the Firefly Funhouse, the Cena match. I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, Ryan. Jared Wilson, a buck 99 uh, pounds. WWE should film more with Cena while they can. I agree. I'm assuming Friday. Yes. Actually, I think we don't see him again. So uh, Bray Wyatt took over John Cena's Instagram. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, because there was a bunch of... So Steve B with the $5 Super Chat saying, if you look at Cena's Instagram, it's all pictures of Wyatt and all his characters. I think it's Bray Wyatt taking it over. Yeah. Looks like it. Yeah. And then... uh, That's that's pretty funny. Jolly Barwani saying, uh, Hogan, Bischoff throwback, NWA Cena, Vince Puppet, heel Cena. That's right. The the heel thing that they did with the NWO. uh, Debut Cena, Nikki's tagline, Old Bray. So many props to everyone involved. When you put it that way, that that's really damn impressive how much they crammed in there. Uh, Ron Armenta was saying that his nine-year-old daughter was like, <laughs> when is this match going to start? She's yeah. a Cena fan and was like, why? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Omar Camacho saying, it was very Freddy Krueger-ish, Cena being toyed and played through the Fiend's alternate world. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Zach Rivera, with the success of Funhouse Boneyard match, will we see more pre-taped matches on future pay-per-views, and will they be as successful with live crowds sitting there watching the Tron for 20 minutes? Screw the live fans watching yeah. it. I don't care. I'm at home. I want to be entertained. I hope they do it. <laughs> yeah, ratings and pay-per-views should meet. I mean, they make more money from that, right, than they do from live events. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the TV deals is the main money driver right now. Uh, Joey or Dorden saying, if you like the Boneyard match, we'll go watch Matt Hardy stuff. Oh, I've seen all of Matt Hardy stuff. Oh, thank you, Joey, because I never heard of Matt Hardy. Who is this, who, who is this Hardy <laughs> of Matt Hardy. You, you, talk, you talk about? <laughs> I don't I, know if that's like a, ha- a half-ass, smart-ass comment that, oh, Matt, we owe it all to Matt Hardy for all this great cinema photography. Um, <laughs> to be very clear, Jeremy Borash helped a great deal on the broken universe, okay? A great yeah. deal. You saw WWE try to do it, right? Jeremy yeah. Borash was not part of it then, yeah. all right? Um, Jeremy Borash does good work, and he did good work with this stuff that we saw over the WrestleMania weekend as well. Well, yes, a lot of it is definitely all mad. I'm not saying it's not, yeah. but you, you can't take credit away from WWE either. Why can't both? Why can't two things be true? Right, and and you know this is no disrespect to Matt because I think he's done a lot of great stuff, but his stuff on AEW has been cringy to me. Like I, I oh, shots fired. It, well, no, his his filming bouncing around the room. I'm not saying it's hokey and you can't suspend our disbelief to see it. I just thought it was shittily done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's a way to do it, but the way they did it, I was just like, man, this is so bad. Um, Dralitan with another super chat saying, <laughs> "You can't touch." I popped so hard, they didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again. And then, and, finally... and he did it when he was talking about his failure. So it was like, I mean, it was pretty impressive that John was cool with that. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, thirteen eighty nine. WWE burned up too many brain cells creating Boneyard and Fly Firefly match. I doubt they'll be able to create anything compelling for the rest of twenty twenty. <laughs> no, no, no faith. <laughs> and Freshwater Squid finally with the ten dollars super chat. Thank you. Uh, saying mixed feelings on this match. Very unique and entertaining. But I could hear Jim Cornette's voice in my head the whole time screaming about exposing the business. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. I mean. Yeah. I don't know how, though, because what part of this exposed the business, really? Well, if you I couldn't mean, tell you were in an alternate world. If you're trying to make it look like a real sport, obviously, you know, uh, almost anything on the show exposes the business. But, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm interested to hear how Jimmy takes this, actually. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And fell five dollars saying they should rotate NXT Raw and SmackDown so they all have off seasons. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. And uh, internal monologue. I agree with Matt because they haven't pushed the network at all, and they want people to buy the pay per view next year. They'll push it a lot. Trust me. Um, man, I think they yeah they got to get this on TV. I think uh, it'll pop a if they announce ahead of time they're going to put this on free TV. It'll pop a rating. Positive of that. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a tricky line. Uh, you know, in the future, I think they the, the whole plan was to move the the network specials to to pay-per-view. You know, this mm-hmm. WrestleMania was supposed to be on pay-per-view, but obviously with everything that's going on, ESPN is not looking to make a, a gigantic money deal right now. Um so that fell through, but if they're putting it on pay-per-view, they're not going to be able to take those and then show it on free TV right after. They might be able to for this. I don't know what their deals were with Fox Sports because it was on the Fox Sports app and Fox Sports was selling it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. 
there's any kind of exclusivity or window where they can't show it. They did it with Elimination Chamber. But that wasn't on the Fox Sports app. They oh, didn't have gotcha. deals with uh, you know these companies. Oh, here we go. Steven uh, Marcuccioli, who's a better fit to beat The Fiend, Aleister Black, or The Demon? Neither. I don't yeah. see either, yeah. Maybe Aleister Black in the future, but not now. Not yeah. now. So let's talk about the main event tonight. After this, we had... Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, a fairly short match. Um, but I think, what was it, four, five Claymores? Fourth Claymore, where Drew pinned Three. Oh. Three in a row at the end. Okay, he did that, and he pinned Brock and won the WWE Championship. This was the same match as Braun and Goldberg. It was just, it was two moves or three moves that they just hit over and over and over. It was, they, were, they were just hitting their big moves. And what sucks is you really need a you need an audience for this one when you, especially when someone kicks out of the F five on a one count, that's what sucks not having the crowd because the crowd would have lost their shit with Drew yeah. kicking out on one, right? And Drew kicked out at three F fives. I don't think the announcers noted that three F fives beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Did they? I don't think they said anything about that. Because that's another oh, one with call. the storytelling being lacking oh. in the commentary. Like, making that, how oh. big of a deal that was that Drew kicked out right. of the third. Um, and it was just there. So, it was the same thing as Braun. They just did, you know, you could tell Paul Holm, Paul Heyman booked this match. That's how he, he books them. is a bunch of big moves. It was like Brock and Goldberg a few years ago. But, um, I don't Which, know. I, I, I don't hate that. Because they had no shot in hell following Bray versus Cena. Right. Nobody yeah. did. And I, I felt bad for Drew because of that. I'm like, oh man, his title win's gonna get garbled up. But it still had its own little thing to stand on, I thought, because of the fact it went short and because they made him kicking out on that that five on one. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing is, do you think Drew should have won here? I, and I think Drew should have won yeah. if it was under normal yes, circumstances. Just, 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 just so he can have the championship finally, because look, who. who back why is that pause uh who's to say when they come back right and then when they do i could see them screwing up and and, and getting drew cold somehow and him missing his opportunity so just for him getting the opportunity getting the title off lesnar i'm okay with it that's a good point. For drew. because we've seen when they don't strike when the iron's hot where they drop the ball completely yeah oh my god how many times do we see that yeah I just think after how big the Firefly Funhouse match was, this felt like a very abbreviated main fart. event. I said a fart in church. Like, yeah. any, like, no offense. It just, nothing could top that, what we just saw. What we just saw blew everybody's minds. Yeah. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost think, hear me out on this, if they would have ended night one with the Firefly Funhouse match and then had Bray and Cena actually have a match tonight of some sort, I could have seen something like that working. Um, but I think a Boneyard match would have been better to end tonight with. I think they could have gotten away with going to the Firefly Funhouse last last night because it would have get, really gotten people talking about what the Boneyard sure. match was going to be. I think this is the big title change, Drew's first title. Yeah. This was the big story. I, I, can't, I can't disagree with their wanting to end WrestleMania with that. That was the big storyline. That was Such the big an afterthought. Um, Jeff Buxton, $5 super chat. I don't think they believe in the NXT ladies since they gave Charlotte the belt. They're Matt. They're messing with our uh, precious NXT women's roster. If Rhea is going to move out, if Bianca is going to move to raw, if Charlotte's going to move to NXT, like 
I don't know, man. Idea. But yeah. the good news, if that does happen, which I don't like, yeah. if it does happen, the other girls are ready to step up. There's so many freaking girls on that roster mm-hmm. that could grab that brass ring and then some. There's yeah. so many. Yeah, although Rhea on SmackDown, I don't know. I don't know if they're really going to give Rhea and Bianca anything. I mean, the no, women's division is stuck. Yeah. They're gonna be stuck in stupid tag teams with opposite, like opposites attract strange bedfellow partners. That and they're gonna be doing stupid, lame, lame shtick, and it's gonna kill them. I don't want them to go anywhere but stay with NXT. That actually sounds like a real match: opposites attract versus the strange bedfellows. Boom, right there. (laughs) (laughs) So Zook is saying Zook Enigma is saying Roman kicked out of four F fives at Mania. There you go. Internal monologue, just throwing money at us tonight, saying I think it was also a thing for the UK fans because we're the second biggest market. They booked Drew amazingly, really, uh, since before the end of 2019. Yeah, That's cool. I'm yeah. down with that. And then Dwellett was something similar, saying the awesome shot of Drew closing Mania with the title. Yeah. Brock laying yeah. in the back was amazing. Yeah. Props to Brock for selling when it counts. And that is true. Brock really Always put, does it. Yeah. He really put Drew over. He's been doing it. Every time he needs to, he does it. So, Matt, Wayne Montgomery, Buck99, wants to know the best uh, and your least favorite match of Mania from this weekend. Honestly, there's many. That's my least favorite. My favorite favorite, man, it's got to be the Boneyard match. But it just slightly, slightly, I can't believe I'm saying that. Because after last night, I went berserk over that Boneyard match. Um, And I'm saying it slightly edges out the uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Raj, how about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree. The Boneyard match was the best. And, yes, yeah, so many of those were just were just there. So, um, yeah, there were a lot of the least. And, it, again, it was around the wrestlers. It's just the atmosphere and everything. It's not exciting to me. Yeah. So, Boneyard yeah. and then Firefly Funhouse probably. And then Drew, uh, Drew and Lesnar. Yes. It was hard hitting. So, yeah, I, I sure. remember it. Same with me. That's my same order right there. Yep. Yeah. Brad Stevens, 499. Do you think that WrestleMania made Raw and SmackDown must-see TV this week? Great question there, Brad. That's a very particular question. Um, I, I don't know. Because, no. I, because there's no arena there to chant for Drew winning the title. What's he going to do? Have a champion's party by himself? With three, three and B- You know? Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania two nights. You think they should try it next year? Yes, yeah. I loved it. I like it. Yes. Remember last year was seven and a half hours. <laughs> and it sucked. It was so terrible. And, and, and remember, it, this is like, okay, so this is how like an AJ versus Shane would not have had to have gone on first. You know what I mean? Yeah. By having it in two nights, you have a chance to crown, to, to have two Drew McIntyre moments mm-hmm. for the price of one. I, I think you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, even the separate... Glenn, even the separation of the two nights, we're able to have one Boneyard match on one night, Fire Five Funhouse the next night. If you did that on the same night, I I just don't know if it would be the same. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, So Wolf Cower pointed out the winner of that NXT Women's Ladders match is going to face Charlotte for the championship. That'll be pretty cool. And uh, Ron Armenta, 499, saying Ron SmackDown Live would be cool if they showed and filmed fan reactions or have live reactions via Zoom. I was surprised tonight yeah. they didn't do something like that for the Street Profits and put something yeah. out on social media, get people take videos of them with like red cups, like toasting <laughs> yes. them or something. 
Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw it. Def Leppard on their last tour for pour some sugar on me has like this big wall of YouTube videos of people doing like lip syncs and covers of pour some sugar on me. I was thinking like something like that would be incredible. Street profits would be the team to do that with. Raj is dying to tell us what he thinks. Oh yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Let's, uh, let's move on. Oh, Oh, I apologize. Is that correct? I thought you had an answer. (laughs) Marcus Wilson, buck 99 to ask the obvious, you know, the answer to this was the last man standing match too long. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, it was. All right. Um, well, yeah, we got Raw tomorrow night. Um, it's already taped. They, ta- I think they taped it before WrestleMania. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's wow. going to be one of those. Man, you know. This is better than I thought. We got. I got to give them yeah, credit. This, this was... WrestleMania was much better than I was willing to say it was going to be. This was good. Oh. I think... Uh, I, I still would have preferred they postponed it. I still found the majority of it. It's not. I'm, I'm never going to watch it again. But the, the, well, they exceeded my expectations with the the Funhouse and the Boneyard. Yes, yes. And those two matches wouldn't yeah. have been in those gimmicks. You know, there AJ and Taker yeah. was supposed to be a regular match, and Cena versus Wyatt was supposed to be a regular match. So would not have worked as well. It would have been different. Um, for sure. And Alexander Manos asking if a two-day mania with NXT matches uh, mixed in. Thoughts? I, I, I'm I, all for it. Mm, yeah. Get yeah. rid of TakeOver. You just have two nights of mania. And you could just do TakeOver not the same weekends as WWE pay-per-views and, and go from there. Mm. We shall see. Is there anything else to cover, Raj, before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, I think that's it, Matt. Did you have anything? Just again, fans at home and want to be paid some money while you're at home, hit that link below my name, write it down, and then obviously type it in your search engine and go from there. And then once it brings it to the page, press the download button, then you should be ready to go from there. And then just DM me once you're on there or DM me on Twitter, and I'll tell you how to go from there to make money every month. Bottom is 300. You can make even more of that each month. It's It's a good gig, guys. Uh, and uh, Matt, if you want to tweet out that link on your BP Matt Morgan account on Twitter, people can go there and remember oh, yeah. that Duh. to follow it <laughs> yeah. from there. Thank you. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, he is at Raj Geary underscore 303. Raj, uh, will we have the, the honor of your presence tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw's podcast? We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Good. Uh, someone's saying the link doesn't Justin. work, Matt. Let me double check that real quick. Is it because I took the HTTP crap out? No, no. that should automatically be. Uh, Hang on, let me see if, if let me see if it accidentally did something. Oh no, it's working for me. It, just make sure you type it correctly. Yeah, it's going to yeah. your your up live. It works. Okay. And people but in yeah. chat are saying it works. Post so. it on Twitter, Let's Matt. Just that way, no one can screw it up. Just go to Matt's Twitter. Okay. It's going to be right there. Uh, I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. Uh, I'll be live tweeting along with Raw tomorrow night. And uh, hey, thanks for hanging with us. This is our third night in a row. We're going to be back tomorrow for night number four. We're still relatively in the realm of sanity. We haven't gone completely off the rails. But hey, there's always tomorrow night's podcast for that. So uh, until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.